Welcome to the first episode of Somehow We're Adults with Ryan Laycock. Um, this episode was, uh, was filmed a while back, or recorded a while back. I, uh, I, it was one of, the, one of the first ones we did, um, just trying to get in the groove of doing it. And, uh, you know, very thankful Wyatt, um, good friend of mine, went to high school together and, you know, grew up a lot um, uh, through high school and, and still good friends nowadays. So we uh, did a podcast where we talked about his life growing up and, uh, and just about, you know, potentially how, how that could have affected Wyatt's future. So uh hope you guys enjoy it. Like I said, this was filmed, uh, in, you know, I think it was like September of 2020, something like that. So uh hope you like it. All right. Welcome to Somehow We're Adults here with Wyatt. Yeah, I'm just kind of floating around the universe, man. Hey, listen, you know, as long as you're having fun, right? <laughs> as long as you're having fun and not hurting others. Well, I don't know about hurting others, but I'm definitely having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that's what we're all trying to do. Not hurting anyone on purpose. Well, you know. So, Wyatt, what was what was childhood like growing up? Childhood, oh, it was, it was, it was good, bad, ugly. Um, I guess I had pretty, pretty good childhood. Um, I remember, I always had. You're the older brother of two kids, right? Yeah, it's the only kids your parents had ever had. Yeah, and it was, it was weird going from just being me and my mom to having this. Like other kid in the house that like I thought was gonna be so cool. Oh, I'm gonna have a little brother, and now all of a sudden it's oh well, don't touch the baby, don't bother the baby, don't wake up the baby, don't hurt the baby. It's like I'm just trying. It to It looks play. just like me, but I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to punch this thing in the head. Yeah. I mean, I was the younger of two brothers. I mean, you know, you're friends with my brother as well. Yeah. So like I don't know I never experienced I experienced your, what your little brother experienced was it like was it weird seeing him get more attention did he get more attention seemingly when he was young and, and did you resent that at all Yeah I mean it it always felt like he was getting more attention and like he was like well it's like he was made of glass like, <laughs> I couldn't play with him and then like as we got older it kind of I don't know it was weird it's like it reversed like, now, like, he thinks that I'm their favorite child and everything. Like, growing up, I always thought, like, Waylon's the favorite because he's a baby. And now we're older, and he's like, no, you're the favorite because you're the firstborn. Like, I, I don't see how that works because you're, like, not only you're still living there, but, like, everything that I got that I had to, like, wait for a certain milestone in my life, like, I had to wait till I was 13 to get a shotgun. I had to wait till I was uh, America, like, 16 to get a, get a, get my car. Like, he was, he already had all that shit. Like, <clears throat> I got my first gun when I was 13. He was like, oh, that would made him, uh, math, eight, maybe, says seven, eight. And just so, I, just, and, just a quick pause so anyone who understands. Yes, Wyatt's brother's name is Waylon. It is Wyatt and Waylon. <laughs> it is the cutest brother's names ever. What's the, what's the age difference? So Five years. Five years? Okay. Mm. Okay. So you, oh, wow. So you were like, that's like some of your earliest memories is baby Waylon because yes. you were five. See, me and my brother, we're two years and 11 months. So almost three years. So yeah. like, it, I mean, his earliest memories are like with me being there. Yeah. Like right from the get. From yeah, the no, I remember taking him uh, in kindergarten. He was my show and tell one day. <laughs> yeah, I, was in a, I was in a small uh, private school with a class of like 10 kids. That was a, that was a preschool, you said? It was a private school. It, it was sort of like a... I don't know, it was a little podunk private school that I guess had been open forever. When did you go there? 
Uh, that was like my first three years of school. I got to uh, kindergarten first and second, and then um, <clears throat> my best friend at the time was moving over to a different elementary school, and it was it wasn't like zoned right for me to go to, so. Uh, we had to do some big work around, and I ended up going to public school for the next uh, the rest of my life, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> that's where it all went downhill. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, I, I had like beautiful handwriting. My reading was on track. I was great at math, and then I got to public school and just <laughs> like, <laughs> take everything you've ever thought, throw it out the window. Yeah, we don't do that here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was. Um, <laughs> It was interesting because I, I went to three different elementary schools, and um, so like first through first through, or sorry, kindergarten through like second grade. Kindergarten were, through second, I was I was in this little private school, and like mm -hmm. they had a swimming pool, and like we had a playground, and it was wow. it was pretty cool. Like it 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 wasn't like a gated fucking. Like, how far away from that like was it? Was from your how far away from your childhood home was that? It was five minutes down the road. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's um. Actually, they're not open anymore. They turned into some kind of hardware store. Trying to, it looks like, but um, gotcha. Well, okay, so so then so from third grade to third and fourth grade, you went to one public yeah, school. Yeah, for, for third and fourth grade, I went um, to Cork Elementary because that's that's where my friend was. Even though, like, we didn't know we weren't going to get put in the same classes, so there was really like by the time I got there, there was no point for me to be there because the whole like reason we did it was so we could go to school together right and um that was when you still ride the bus home so third and fourth else. grade because that that was when robbie and i both went there when you would have been in third and fourth grade well yes because he failed second grade mm -hmm. so robbie and i were both going there at the same time so technically you might have been in a class with robbie and not even known it uh yeah or he, he might have had one of the classes next to mine um, right i do know that that uh you were definitely there when i was there because um that's where my mom met your dad yeah so both both of our parent, my mom, or sorry, your mom and my dad, um, they both were big into like the parent teacher thing. Yeah, or, sorry, is that the right word? Or was it? It was either was it that or the 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 pre pre K or something like that. Yeah, like, basically, our parents were just like wouldn't let us grow up as little kids, and we're just like we're at school every day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's, that's much. how our parents were, and like everyone knew my dad. And so, because my dad was a firefighter, he would always be at the school for like the yeah the um, the parent great, goes to work day or the, career day or whatever great, it was called. Great American, American teacher, teacher. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so my dad used to, everyone knew my dad in elementary school. Hmm. Well, everyone knew my mom is the the nice mom who brought cookies and cakes and like <laughs> yeah set up parties and stuff. <laughs> she'd uh, anytime we'd have a field trip, she'd try to chaperone. Yep, same thing with my dad. Like she was. Uh, it's weird there. how like before you and I knew each other, our parents knew each other. I know, that's uh, weird. I, I I just when my mom told me she met your dad, I was like, "What do you mean?" She's like, "Yeah, I've I, like I've known him for, for since like you were in middle like uh, elementary school." I was like, what? And we what? both started after high school. <laughs> we both started working at the same grocery store, and both our parents shopped at that grocery store, and they like saw each other there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've known her." Yeah. That's why it's that's why it's what? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's weird. It's a weird way of working its way out. We were destined to be friends. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So, so Waylon went to the same elementary school. Did he have like the same kind of run up with elementary no, school? No. So, well, that's what happened was uh, um, that's why I went to three different elementary schools because I got to fifth grade and my mom was like, "Oh, it's gonna be so great. This will be the only year you guys will ever go to school together." Because he was starting kindergarten and I was in fifth grade. 
Oh, high school, you wouldn't be going. Yeah, into, okay, yeah. We'd always be three or four years too far apart. So <laughs> the one year is bliss. Yeah, it's the sweet spot. So I got <laughs> fail, Wyatt. From fail the, from the two years of friends that I was made into just thrown into this class of strangers, and be, seemingly because of your brother. Yeah, which uh, I mean, which I guess looking back, I'm I'm glad it happened because that's where I met Cody. Oh, that's cool. We were in the same fifth grade class. I didn't know him then. I did like I, I I knew who he was, but we like we didn't really hang out until middle school. But it, it was it was weird because like my mom put me in this situation, and then halfway through, the whole reason that we did it just went to crap again because uh, my brother wasn't doing well in kindergarten, and she thought it was it was the teacher's fault, so she put him in the private school that I started at. <laughs> and I just had to finish off fifth grade by myself in a new school, riding riding home on the bus for the first time. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Well, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's funny. But okay, so so seemingly your life is just dictated like you're at the top of a stick, and the, the bottom of the stick is your brother, and you're just you're just subject to whatever he's doing. Pretty much, whatever, whatever he's doing is just, that. That's just going to control what Wyatt does. <sighs> okay, yeah, up until about like. End of middle school, high school. Then I was like... Your mom made most of those decisions, or did your dad have anything to do with it? Well, I, I think most of it was mom, because she, like... Because dad was always at work. He was... Right. What did your dad do? He moves and sets mobile homes, or manufactured houses. Mm. Sorry. Mm. Look at you. <laughs> big old words. So, tra- like trailers. Yeah. Right. And, well, yeah, and they have the sales lot where they sell them, too. Right. But, um... That's all what he's always done, and he's always been like the, from what I understand, the boss a, man. From what I understand, it's a very difficult job. It is. It's what very, it, very physically demanding. So so previously, okay, so going back to your childhood, your grandfather's still alive. He's the CEO of it, and your dad's like the president of it kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, well, it started out, um, my grandpa came down here back in the like, down 70s, he was, 80s. Down here was that from where? From, from Illinois, from uh, Shelbyville, Illinois. Shelbyville. Small Why? Town. What's your middle name? Shelby. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> but um he's a car fanatic he likes the shelby mustangs he uh <laughs> when grandpa comes down here it, well my dad did have a shelby it was cool he had shelby uh, they were from shelbyville in shelby county my dad drives a shelby my middle name is shelby my grandpa's name is shelby Jesus. Just a big... You need yeah. to date a girl named Shelby. No. <laughs> the trifecta's complete. I tried. It never worked out. <laughs> Sorry, people named Shelby. All right. But, um, but, um, yeah, so Grandpa comes down here in the like, 70s, 80s. He wants to start... Uh, he started an RB center. RB so, all that center. So 70s and 80s, he came down from Illinois. That would make your dad, like, in his teens? Yeah, he's he, fresh out of high school. Like He graduated high school, like, the... I think the next day he was down here okay. and um, worked on that for a year. Golly, like, could you imagine that? Just like put yourself in that seat for a moment. You yeah, just, just graduated high school, and catch now, a plane the next day, yeah, get out of town, get get out of Dodge or Shelbyville. But yeah, but like that that's crazy. Like I couldn't imagine doing I couldn't imagine doing that right now. Yeah, I know. My dad gets up and moves states. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going there. Like, I don't, I don't know how I could do that. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. That's that's crazy. Well, I guess I guess he knew he needed to work, and I'm assuming had a job for him. So I'm assuming that's a very small town kind of thing. Have you ever been? Yeah, I've been to Shelbyville lots of times. It's it's it is a it's a very quaint town. Sounds like perfect. But continue. No, I love it there. But um, so Grandpa so, came down. So he so he moves down to help Grandpa out, and um, 
she's lived here for a year and her mom graduates and she decides to like she wants to be with dad so she moves down here and um uh, i don't i don't remember the story about how it went from rvs to mobile homes but i guess he sold off the rv outlet center and started a mobile home lot and um he did manage uh Paradise Village for a while there at some point um, as a small like. What did what did Grandpa park. do before all of that? Before all that, um, I don't I don't really remember the stories. Waylon knows way better than I do. Um, huh. I know he broke horses for a time. Um, hmm. He. Uh, it's an interesting job. Yeah. Painful uh, job probably. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I always thought about what it, how cool it would be, but I, I don't know if I could. Uh, I could handle that that long. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to. <laughs> I don't get a big desire to do that. I mean, if it pays well, maybe. But <laughs> I don't know how well that pays. I don't know. I don't know how much those are needed. I don't know. I mean, you're, just, of... you're just a guy on a horse waiting for it to stop kicking. <laughs> I went first. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That thing's a lot. I don't know. But, I um, uh, so dad just was helping grandpa ever. Yeah. Like, that's all he's done. Yeah, that's all he's done was come down here to help his dad. And then... Um, he did that his whole career. He's never been like an accountant for a year. No, no, <laughs> he he never was like an architect or like a. a, a he didn't go a get his PhD. Boy. He didn't get his PhD. <laughs> didn't like go be stock clerk at a grocery store. He so he's worked. He's like red blooded American. Like this is what I've done. You know, worked in small business his whole life. Yeah, that's for him. Mean, the, the, this uh, company was built on thirty five years of my dad going out there and busting his ass every day, whether he wanted to or not. And that's why, like, it, he wasn't around a lot when I was little because he'd work 60, 70, 80 hour weeks sometimes right. because the house has to get set. Mm-hmm. Like, they were known for doing it right the first time and getting it done in one day, which yeah. meant sometimes waking up at 4 a.m. to come home at 9 o'clock and sleep three hours, go back and do it again. Yeah, I've been in a lot of houses that your your dad's uh, business has set, and um, every single one of them, it's not like. It's not like a normal like mobile home that you'd walk around in and you like every step you can hear like somebody coming like like this thing's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. well that that's more recent. That's uh, in the past like fifteen years they've done that. They started um, selling new homes. They used to um, grandpa uh, being the genius businessman that he was. He knew uh, I guess he knew somebody or somewhere he could go um, and he'd um, buy for closed houses for cheap and renovate them for like you know couple thousand dollars and then go flip them and sell them and yeah. did my dad would move them and set them so it was like you know he's got cheap houses for sale and somebody to move it for you Golly, <clears> man. but then he finally like uh, uh started uh like selling houses from other companies and becoming like a retailer for them um and that's why now we have all the the nice houses that you see on the lot that mm. are like good they feel like a house when you walk into it. Like the only right. thing that sets them apart is like you can see on the outside that they're raised like eight, ten feet off the ground. Right, right. They're, they're <clears throat> higher than a normal house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they definitely have a lot. You guys definitely have a lot of like equipment to go with it. And you guys are always. I mean, anytime I can recommend somebody, you know, a, a company that needs anything to do with a trailer, I'm like, just just call this guy. Yeah. I promise you, you he'll work with you. Yeah, I mean, and at the end of the day, we might not be the people, like, doing it for you, but we might, we can put you with somebody that can get you what you want the way you want it, right. whether that be us or not. So did you wish to have your dad around more as a as a kid, or, or are you kind of glad that you had the relationship you did? I mean, I, I, I understood that, um, <clears throat> well, I understand that he was doing what he had to, 
and he, he did it all to give us a better life. <clears throat> but I do wish he was around more. I know I don't have stories like, I mean, we did go, he did spend time with us. We did go like fishing or uh, we'd go out to like, uh, uh, he took me to my first like big major league baseball game. Like he, we, we did stuff like that. Um, but he was, it, it wasn't like he was home when I was home. Like he'd come home at like six, seven or eight and then right. I'd have to be in bed by like nine. Right. So I'd have maximum three hours to see my dad. And I remember at one point, um, mom was like, don't, don't bother your father. He's because uh, like, I didn't understand that it was because he just worked a 14, 15 hour day and he's dog beat and yeah, he loves his kid, but it'd be real nice to just come home and get right. his shoes off and sit down for a minute. Had a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. He worked, you know, 14, so, 15 hours. To me, I never like understood when I was little, like why it was always, you know, your father just got home to bother. Hmm. Because I, I always, like, I would sit there and wait because uh, we had, um, I remember at the time we had a Nintendo Entertainment System. And that was the only video game that we had because nothing else had really come out at the time. Mm -hmm. It was still, like, you know, late 90s, almost 2000. And um, I didn't know how to do anything. So I would want, I wanted to, I wanted my dad to play it so I could watch him play because I thought it was cool to watch <laughs> Mario, like, run around on the screen. <laughs> and um, that was one of the big things, like, I could never get him to sit down and do. Mm. He was so busy by the time, yeah. Yeah, and like I, I get it, I get it now because mm. like I, I, I love playing video games, but I get home and it's like, well, you never my brain just like that's too much, that's too much energy. And and I mean, I'm assuming the way you grew up, it wasn't like, it wasn't like you grew up and you go, oh, my dad's like that was normal to you. It wasn't like it wasn't that wasn't abnormal. It wasn't like you had your dad for with a forty hour job, forty hour week job. And then all of a sudden he just is gone all the time. Yeah, yeah that was no, just your it normal. Wasn't, it wasn't like a like a dad goes away on a business trip for uh, two three weeks out of the month right. every like three months. He just pulled a lot of hours. Yeah, he just right. pulled a lot of hours. So it wasn't like wasn't like he wasn't there. Did you guys have any uh, part in the business growing up? Um, I did shortly for uh, about three summers in high school. Um, I mean, I was always like there with them, like at the office, like hanging out when I was little, but. Um, I didn't try my hand at setting a mobile home until I was, like, my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. And I hated every second of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little warm? <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's that's where I learned that I want to work someplace that has air conditioning. Because <laughs> uh, when you got to set a house, it don't matter how hot or cold it is or how tired you are, it's got to get set today. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so your dad works a lot. You're... Spending a lot of time with your mom. Your mom doesn't have a... She didn't have a job. Her yep. job was just raising the kids. Her, yep. Her job was to stay home with me. Okay. And Waylon. And Waylon. Right. Um, so... So did your mom... Did she do a good job of like... Playing like both roles of, as a parent? Like making up for what time your dad wasn't there? Like, did she play a good father, like father figure and mother figure, when your dad wasn't there because he was working? She did her best. I know she. There was a lot of things that she like. I didn't like. I. I, I don't want to say I didn't get taught, but I, I. Like she didn't teach you how to change the oil in your car. No, and uh, my dad never really like he he showed me a few times, but it wasn't like. Every time he went out to change oil, I said, "Come on, son, you're coming with me. I'm gonna, we're gonna do this today." Like it was a big thing for me and my brother to go mow the yard, and like dad, like 
when I was like yeah, seven, put me no, on a mower. Yeah, no, my mom taught me how to mow the yard, but she also she taught me how to take care of the house more right. than anything. Because um, I, I, my allergies were bad as a kid too, so it was like you know I, I get out there clipping grass. Yeah, I can do it, but yeah, like, you're gonna be destroyed the rest of the day. Yeah, I'm just gonna be miserable. Yeah. So half the time, she she not only took care of us, took care of the house, but she did all the yard work too. Because who else is gonna do it? You know, dad, dad can't get home when it's pitch black and go out there and mow and weed eat real quick and then go right. work 14 hours tomorrow. Right. Or he could. It was just... He could, but... He just wouldn't want to talk to him. Yeah. be within, like, 100 foot of him. would have been a lot less happy of yeah. a person. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, overall, all in all, you, you, you'd you say you had a good childhood, good parents. Yeah. You no, went to public school. So, you, you didn't switch up schools as much. After elementary school, no, after the same all that, school, same, same high school, school all, all uh, three years, same high school, all four years. Um, so you could finally get a hold of a good friend group. Then you didn't really have a good friend group in, in elementary school. It kind of shifted off. Yeah, it was kind of weird going to to a middle school because everybody knew everybody. Like I, it was cool because I kind of knew I knew kids from three different schools, even though mm. like the private school wasn't. They were all kids from different yeah. part of town, but yeah. they um. At least two schools. I, I, I had people I knew, but I didn't really have any friends until, like, I want to say sophomore. Right no, I'm, I'm sorry. We're talking middle school. Um, to, like, seventh grade. Because, I don't, I, I don't know, I was just always kind of a weird kid. I was quiet. I was shy. I didn't know how to, like, just interject myself into a conversation, I guess. I was... Because I, I remember as a kid... Like, you, was, would, you wouldn't speak unless kind of spoken to Yeah, family. like I, I remember when I was little, I was good at making friends, but it was only like I would see kids playing and then I would like walk over and just kind of start doing what they were doing and they'd be like, hey, come play with us. You're like, wow. Like, yeah. But, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> <laughs> but once I got to middle school, it was like... Uh, nobody was like, "Hey, come join us." It was like, "No, we already got our group." You, you fucking yeah, they'd be like, "Look at this you. kid; he's still playing with blocks." Yeah, <laughs> this is what I've done. This is my trick. This has worked previously. Yeah. 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 I was wondering why every time I come over, you want to play with blocks. Never just kidding. Oh, yeah, blocks are fun. <laughs> <laughs> they go in the. They only go in the one hole. <laughs> okay, so okay, so same high school, all that stuff. Okay, so. Based upon how you grew up and how you were raised paralleling with your brother, do you think your brother was raised any differently or would you say like same set of things, just a, you know, five year difference? Uh, it was, it was similar. It, it's not, I wouldn't say it was the same because. But like 90 to 80% like the same. Uh, yeah. Uh, just different, more, some more different experiences. <laughs> more towards 80. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because he he did have like 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 I was saying like uh, I, I had to wait till I was thirteen to get a gun. He got one because I got one when I was thirteen. Right. Like, uh, well, that was a big thing too with me. Like, um, my brother got a cell phone when he went into middle school. That was so. Robbie was always like, if I when I was a freshman, he was in. Uh, he was a junior when I was when I was in sixth grade. He was in eighth grade. Yeah. So we were, you know skip a grade. And he was a grade above that. Mm. So when he went into sixth grade, that was the start of middle school, I was in fourth grade. Yeah. Robbie got his first cell phone. My parents always said, when you go to middle school, that's when you get your cell phone because my dad knew everybody at the elementary school, yeah. right? So Robbie got a cell phone. And I remember to this day how upset I was because he was getting one and I wasn't. <laughs> because previous to that, you know, um, 
that's when you still believe in like Santa Claus up in like third, fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. And, um, and I remember like we always got the same gifts, just like different colors. Mm-hmm. Like his Game Boy was blue and mine was red. You know what I mean? No, that, so like we, did we always too. got the same thing, and then now all of a sudden, age was a factor. Robbie gets it, you don't. And I remember being so upset because Robbie got a phone and I didn't. Also, there was one time Robbie. Robbie always struggled with grades. Yeah. So like he got, I couldn't remember if it was good grades or something, but I remember him and my mom went into the game store and he got a, a PlayStation Portable, the PSPs. Yeah. And I remember I when I found out that he got one, it was either that or a Nintendo DS. But he got some kind of game. Yeah. Right. And I was furious because <laughs> we always got every, like when I got a TV for my room, Robbie got a TV. Like we got yeah. everything together the yeah. same time. Well, well, being from the like the the being the older brother side of things, I I understand why that happened is because the way my mom explained it to me because I, I always got mad because my brother always got more presents. Like after a certain point, he would get like he'd have like thirty, forty presents to open, and I'd have like you know five or ten. And my mom said, "Yeah, well, he's got more, but." Yours costs more. Yours yeah, are bigger true. gifts. Like, that's true. Like, <clears throat> so, so Robbie got his PSP, and I just remember being furious. <laughs> when Robbie got his cell phone in sixth grade, I remember it was like the end of my fourth grade year. I ended up getting one too because I'd complained enough to my parents. And my dad's like, you know what? If it'll shut you up and make you happy, I'll give you my old cell phone when I get a new one. And I remember I got a freaking flip phone, and it had a camera on it. I was so happy. <laughs> but, okay, continue. Uh. I don't even know where we were. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay. So, basically, Waylon got got different. Like, the, you got yeah, raised he, the same. Like, your parents instilled the same morals in him that they would have tried to instill in you. Yeah. He just he just took it a little differently. Because I, 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 the more, the older we've gotten, the more I've noticed, like, he, when we were younger especially, he always was trying to do what I did or get what I got. Like, he just wanted to be like me. Mm-hmm. Which... I think it's awesome now, like that I'm older. I'm like I, I, you realize I it regret now. like not seeing that earlier. Because mm. it was the same thing with my brother. Yeah, because it's like, how cool is that? There's so like, there's the smaller version of you that wants to be just like you. Like, right. <laughs> well, as a little kid, you view your brother like like the coolest kid in school. Yeah. Like like you know how you view like there's popular kids in high school mm-hmm. or like in your grade. Well, you think that your brother is that popular kid in his grade. So you're like, I want to be the popular kid in my grade, so I got to do what he does for his grade, and then I'll be popular. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I, I did the same thing. I tried to be just like my brother, and I always be like, I remember I would see, like meet a big kid that was the same age as my brother. I'd be like, well, you know my brother? <laughs> <laughs> and they would be like, they'd be like, um, not really. I'm like, oh, well, this person's not cool then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I just, I remember, um, like it got to we got to a certain age where he wanted to hang out with us and it was like, he never, he was never a tattletale on purpose. He would just tell mom what, like what he was doing. Cause that's what kids do. They tell their, they just tell their mom what they're doing. Cause it's like amazing to them and they want to share it with everybody. Right. But there was, we, I was getting to the point where it was like, well, um, what we're doing isn't necessarily bad, but, don't tell mom. I really don't want mom to know. <laughs> and it just got to this point where it's like, well, you keep fucking ratting me out. So, no, you're not allowed to come with us. Like, you have to yeah. stay out of the room. Like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, Robbie did that at one point. I would get very mad, too, whenever he would do that. Yeah, it would get to a point where some, she, she would have to make us spend at least like an hour doing something with Waylon because he was getting so upset. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's really uh, when he started getting older and started making friends, like, 
thinking about it later on, like, I, I kind of bummed me out because I was like, man, I could have, like, at least, like, let him be around us so he wouldn't have uh, made the choices of friends that he did because they, they took advantage of him. And he wanted to have friends so badly that he didn't care what they did to him as long as they would hang out with him at some point. Well, well, let me know. Let me Give me your thoughts on this. My thoughts, and I've talked to several people about this before, it's kind of just like open-ended. Like I'm not sure if it's one way or another, but I would agree that um, after the age of like, I would say like puberty, when puberty starts like 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. that, granted I know it's earlier than that nowadays but sometimes for some people, but... I would say that up until that age, morals are like set in a person. And at that point, you're relying on that kid to pick good friends that have similar morals. Because if they pick some kid who's like smoking crack and getting in fights, they're probably going to start smoking crack and getting in fights. Yeah. And at that point, you can no longer parent the heck out of your kid. Yeah. I mean, you can to a certain extent. Well, see, but- that's what was weird to me was the, the kids he was hanging out with, like, they were those kinds of kids. Like, they were getting into fights and smoking pot and drinking when they weren't supposed to and stuff. And he was still, like, he, uh, he, he either didn't like it or he pretended he didn't like it. Yeah, I remember the, the day he told me um, he tried smoking pot for the first time. And he was like, yeah, I don't think I really like it. And it like, it was like a sigh of relief for me because I was like, yeah, you don't need to like, don't get into that. Like, cause yeah. it's just going to drag you down lower into their level. And it's mm-hmm. just like, you're going to start doing hood rat crap with your hood rat friends. <laughs> and you know, I, I, well, I guess what I'm glad, I'm glad I found the group of friends of like you and Cody and my brother and everybody that I found as a group of friends. Um, when I did, because it basically it, like made sure that, Granted, none of my friends prior to you guys either were bad kids, but, like, if I would have picked a bad kid, like, I, I ended up still being friends with all the people I've been friends with pretty much for, like, the, I would consider best friends. So it's, like, you know, if I would have picked people that were, like, doing crazy stuff, like, I'd probably be doing crazy stuff, too, because it would just been, like, what I wanted to do. Yeah, and, I mean, that's how I was, too. Like, uh, the uh, all the friends I had growing up, except for select two that I, I don't <laughs> like to talk about, um, there's, uh, most of them, like... I could to this day like call them up and they'd be like, "Hey, how's it going? Like, you want to do something? Like, uh, they were good people and they've got gotten to good places. We just grew apart because mm-hmm. it, like we either went to different schools or we just made different friends. Right. Like something happened. Right. Like I got lucky that like I, I ran into Cody when I did. Right. Uh, like a uh, junior year. Right. Well. Okay. So. All right. So. Fast forward. Been. Five, ten years from now, right? You have kids of your own. How would you parent your kids in comparison to how your parents parented you? See, that's a tough one. I was actually thinking about that the past couple of days um, just for funsies. And, uh, I was, I was, <laughs> funsies? Uh, yeah, not because I'm like having a kid or anything. That's not like a, no. like a hidden message. Yeah, that's just like I used to write essays when they would be like, oh, teachers, just you know, write whatever fun stuff you want to do. And be like, oh, well, when I'm a parent, this yeah. is what I'm going to do. Well, and I was thinking about like I remember uh, like my parents' goal was to always uh, – they wanted to give their children what they they didn't have growing up, which they right. did. I, I, I had – I remember being little. I had – more toys than any little boy ever needs to have. <laughs> I, my mom loved going to Goodwill and just seeing what she could get for a couple bucks to bring home. Just um, to make a smile. Yeah. And like, uh, uh, 
uh, there was always food in the house. So, you know, there's always, like, we never worried or wanted for anything. Um, which is, uh, like, I, I guess I, I would want to raise my children the same, but better. I want to like nitpick through the things that are like, I'm seeing now as an adult, like, man, I wish somebody would have showed me how to do this or man, I wish somebody would have like stayed on my ass about like how important it is to be on time or how important it is to like, uh, be able to tell yourself, yes, I really want to stay up all night and do this, but I have work tomorrow. I should get in bed by a decent hour. Like, like, because thinking, of, thinking ahead in the future at the right times, living yeah, in the present at the I right times. I want to the, the, the understanding that there's a time to have fun and there's a time to work and we can have fun while we work, but we also have to like, stay. everything's a balance. Yeah. There's, right. a, there's a healthy balance to it. And if you disturb the balance, then you know, you're going to get in trouble. Whether it's me or somebody in the future, like a teacher or a boss or, you know, a, a girlfriend, whoever it is, whoever my child is with. <clears throat> well, for, for me, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, the only thing I would change is, you know, um, a lot of a lot of what, what I remember my parents teaching me or, you know, or stuff that they weren't necessarily teaching me, but I picked up was like a the way they acted out of emotions so much, mm -hmm. you know, they would get mad at me and they would just scream at me or like get frustrated or something. Um, one of the things I want to do as a parent is, you know, try and use every opportunity I can to, to teach mm -hmm. because I feel like the, the, well, I'm your dad and I say so, and you do what I tell you yeah. is not a good reason for like, that would make me madder than anything. Cause it's like, like that's not how it should be that you should teach your kid to question things to the point where they understand why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want ever to answer because I'm your dad and I said so, because my mom would do that. She said, yeah, both my parents. Because I'm your mother and I told you so. Yeah. Well, um, no, that's not good. That doesn't explain why you're not right. letting me do that. So you want me to let some boss like just put me down this path later in life because they told me to, yeah. that you should want me to question things and be like, yeah, this, you I, know, I don't I, think this is right. Why am I doing I, this? I remember once um, when I was, uh, I was like six or seven, uh, my friends at the time, they wanted to, uh, they were going to some skate park in Orlando. They started skating and I thought, you know, I, those, those were my friends. They thought that was cool. So I thought, you know, I wanted to eventually try it cause I still, I didn't have my own skateboard. I never skated before, but they were, Going to Orlando, but it was like six o'clock at night. It was already getting dark, and they were like sitting in my driveway, like they had come to like grab me and go with them. And uh, my mother was just like, "No, no, 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 no." And uh, I got how old were you when this happened? I, I I was at least seven or eight, I think. But I was still in elementary school. And um, so, how did the I'm assuming these kids' parents were taking them there? Yeah, their parents were taking them, and like um, I didn't know at the time that they were like alcohol abusers and drug users oh they were bad parents this. yeah like you don't know as a kid you're blind to all that stuff you don't right. know what that is but um you think that all grown-ups are grown-ups and yeah, they just, all make good decisions and you know they they watch the stock market yeah, and they, they, all, they all know what's <laughs> best for you because they've all got retirements yeah but um uh, like i didn't realize till later that she's like she said no because you know i might not come back from that like you know i they might so be too busy doing whatever they want to do and not paying attention to their own kids that I, I could just disappear and never be seen again. So, so, okay. Like, 
rewind. That was You're not in that situation. To me. That was not. That was not the explanation I was given. It was I'm your mother. I said so. So if you rewind in that situation, how would you handle it? I would. I would try to explain. It. Like uh, uh, hopefully by that point they would have an experience because I, I've seen parents do this, and this is definitely something I want to do. It's where they like they see that their child's not paying attention, and then they go hide behind something and watch to see what they'll do. Like see what happens whenever their kid gets lost, mm. and I'm hoping by that point I'll like they'll have been through that situation, so I can explain to them like you remember that time that you couldn't find me, like that's why because I don't want you to not be able to find me ever. Like mm-hmm. you know, I don't want you to be lost and never see me again. Like well, I, I, I would just try to find some way to sit like say that to a child and have them understand it. Right. Well, that, that's my thing. I was going to say is um, I, I would try and explain it to them in a way that they'll understand it and they'll grasp the, you know, even if it's one tenth of what I'm trying to, like what I'm feeling, you know, like, hey, you know, their parents aren't as concerned with your safety as I am. And because of that, I want you to not go. So mm-hmm. um, they're, they're going to have to miss out on it this time. But I promise we're going to do something even more fun. And, you know, there's a risk to reward ratio, and I'm hoping I would find a better way to explain that. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's, that's sort of a that's that's a sacrifice I would be willing to make as a parent. I think is like, you know, this is something really cool, but you know, I, I know it's not going to be safe for you. But what well, empathize here, with I'll, too. Give, I'll give up my my whatever it was tomorrow, and I'll take you to go do this other thing that's going to be way better. So or like, yeah, or you can be there and be like, hey, listen, it sounds like a lot of fun to me too to go. Yeah, but you know. I, there's things that I want to do that I know that just aren't good ideas. Like I, I want to do it because it sounds fun when I just talk about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I actually, you know, you get in that situation and it's scary, and that's what that would be. That'd be very scary. Yeah, and another thing I want to teach my children is like the the importance of doing stuff you have to even if you don't want to, because I still struggle with it. Like because I'll sit there and just think the whole time, you know, I don't want to do this. It'll make make me go slower it'll make time go slower i won't do what i'm doing as well as i should and i remembered uh, like when i was little um i was supposed to like my new job was to feed the dogs it was one of my chores and um if i just did it on my own i'd get a I'd get a prize i get a reward but if they had to tell me then you don't get the prize and i remember one night my dad was like well i had something special for you but you didn't feed the dogs like you were supposed to your mother had to tell you so maybe tomorrow and I threw the biggest fit, and I got that prize. <laughs> and I remember in that moment, like feeling, um, like I, I at the time I didn't know, but I was upset with myself because I did not. You didn't deserve. It. I did. Yeah, I didn't deserve it. Because it, it wasn't. So you get this thing, but you that you wanted so badly. Yeah. But now you've got guilt associated. Yeah, because it. it wasn't just a toy. It wasn't just something like that I wanted. It was something. It was a hundred year old wheat penny my dad found, and I, I like I knew that that was special because my dad collected coins, and it was. Like he said it was almost a hundred years old. So like that blew my little mind open. Yeah. Like, holy crap! This is like I totally did not earn this. Yeah. Like I, I wish I, I in that moment I wish I could give it back and feed the dogs the next day like I'm supposed to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you wanted to earn it. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things my dad taught me too is that, you know, you know, raking leaves sucks, but we've got to rake the leaves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, you, if you're if you going to do a crappy job, you're going to have to go back and redo all of it. 
Mm-hmm. So do a good job, get it done right the first time, and then you get to go do whatever you want. This is all we got to do today is break leaves. So if you get done at, at 1 or 2 o'clock and it's a good job, then you're done. Go do whatever you want the rest of the day. Play video games the rest of the day. And that's what I want to do, play video games or go hang out with friends or whatever. Yeah. He goes, but you know, but if you do a bad job, it's going to take you till 7, 8 o'clock at night. He goes, and you know, he, goes, he would be like, you know, I don't care. I'll work till 7, 8 o'clock at night until it's done. But we're going to do this. And, yeah. and that instilled a, a good work ethic into doing something you don't want to do, but knowing it has to be done. I think that's why I'm like getting better at running now. I don't like running. Honestly, it's pretty miserable. <laughs> um, but when I'm done with running, I get like this overwhelming sensation of look at what you just did. Yeah. Like you suffered the whole way through it. Like you got to pick what you what you suffered at that day. So it's kind of makes everything else that would normally suck more easier. Yeah, and I and I feel like it it would it just it's something that helps with like the the taking on responsibilities for yourself because there's there's stuff now that I I like I I mean I I keep my house clean I keep my yard but like I I do what I have to do like I don't want to mow my yard I pay somebody to do it I, I do what I have to to make it the way it's supposed to be but there's stuff like going to the doctor getting my oil changed that like it should be a priority but. I don't like have this voice in the back of my head telling me like like nagging at me I got to get it done. Like I get it done at the last possible second that it has to get done. And that's the way I was with schoolwork. You were proactive about it. Yeah, so I'm not proactive about some things that I should be proactive about. And it I I just I want I want that to be something that my kid doesn't have to think about. Like because that's something that I sit and You want them to you want their their brain to think proactively proactively <laughs> yes yes because uh, like i have to sit and tell myself multiple times on multiple days like hey like it's like me getting on to myself because my mom's not here to do you're it. procrastinator yeah so uh, like, i don't want them to grow up and feel that way i want it to just be instant like hey this needs to get done i'm gonna get it done today like you yeah. want to, you want them to have like an overwhelming nagging feeling that they, there is a task at hand that needs to be done. Because that's what it felt like when I was in school. Yeah, yeah. Like, they give like, me homework and I'm like, shit, yeah, it's due tomorrow as, this time. As the dishes. If, if I did my dishes right after I cooked or ate or did whatever, I would never have dishes in my sink. But And it would feel amazing yeah, too. Yeah, and you know, I'd, I'd never walk by and see a sink full of dishes and go, man, I got to do those. But it's so, it's so appealing that after you eat, just to like chill yeah, out. Just and just, it's so much easier to say tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, another question. Were you spanked as a kid? Were you and your brother spanked as a kid, or was only one of you done? Or um, was it like rare? I don't think Waylon ever was. I remember being spanked. I'm sure it was a couple times by mom and dad before, but I can't remember. I remember one time my grandpa spanked me, and it was because I was freaking out because my mom left me with them for I, I don't know it was probably like two or three hours and I want to know where my mom was and I just I wanted my mom so I started throwing a fit like a little tantrum because it's like a two or three year old does when they want their mommy mm-hmm. and um that's the only time I remember being spanked I do know my mom told me the story um I only ever bit like I, the first time I ever bit somebody, it was her, and she popped me on my mouth so hard I never did it again. <laughs> like to anybody, anywhere, anytime. Like that—that that was the one and only time I bit another person as a baby. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> so I, I do think that like, uh, like spanking your children is an effective like way to do it. Uh, there's a um, I can't remember the comedian 
that it was telling like telling about how they do it, but um, there's a right way to spank your children. Not not like you're in the DMV and you take them over in the corner and smack the shit out of their ass. Right. That's not no. You, it's not a public thing. That's not you. You wait till you get home, and to me, it's like you tell it's them. It's an intimate like thing. Yeah. I guess in a weird way. It, it, it's like it's like when you when you smack a dog after they do something stupid like you can you can come home to a pile of shit and rub their face in the shit all day but they're not going to know what happened cuz they did that 3 hours ago and mm. they're already on to you know when's dinner yeah unless you catch a dog in the moment something happens and rub their face in it then they're not going to know what you're trying to teach them you, you can whap them with a broomstick all day they're not going to know why you're whapping them with a broomstick so are you saying that like if a kid does something while you're out in public you wouldn't spank them then no, but I would take them home, and since they're since they're you know, they're people, and I can talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, it, it hopefully like it 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 would be an instance where they they would be able to understand what I'm saying. I, I would sit them down and say this, you know, you're getting a spanking. Here's why, and then give them the spanking, and then, you don't want to associate it with that bad behavior. Yeah, and right. so so they they understand like why it's happening. You're not you're not gonna rip out a belt and hit them with a belt buckle. No, no, right, just, right. just like you get three whaps. Right. I think three whaps is enough for any any little. And, kid. I, and I, obviously, you're an adult. You're much stronger than a child. Yeah. I would think it's just enough to just enough to where it's displeasing. Or just yeah, I'm not just, I'm just not trying to yeah. I'm not trying to beat my kid. I right. just want to like spank him hard enough that you know out of hurt. And yeah. it's gonna hurt if I do this again, so I probably shouldn't do this. They associate again. pain with that behavior. Yeah, that's right. why you like you explain it, you spank them, then you afterwards when they're standing there crying, you go, "You understand why that happened, right?" Right. Now go play. Well, I wonder. I wonder if the, a lot of people that don't in, that don't agree with kids being spanked, they they didn't associate the bad behavior with the bad reward. I think they associated the bad reward with the person, and then they view that person that did that to them is bad not as like they think that what they did was okay but i yeah, think that's don't... a big thing as a parent is you have to explain to them it it's not me i love you you know that's one of the things my parents used to say like i love you this is you know i don't want to do this this isn't something i enjoy yeah. doing and i know i i know you don't enjoy it but i have to do this so that that way you learn that the, what you did was not okay yeah no they, 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 they those people were beat and they, they weren't taught they were getting beat because they weren't being holding themselves accountable because I feel like that's what it is. Like that's just, it's. Uh, nope. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of um, uh, one of the podcasts I was listening to, they say that when it comes to kids, more is caught than is taught. So a lot of what you teach a kid is indirectly what you teach them. So like how you and your spouse interact is is how it's going to appear to that kid. If if you guys are constantly fighting and screaming at each other. They're gonna think it's okay to like scream at their mother. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, uh, uh, good mutual respect and, and level headedness, I feel like, would go a far way with kids. So, um, well, yeah, and that's why, like, um, it was it's weird because I like I never like my dad didn't teach me about girls. My mom didn't teach me about girls. I just kind of learned what I learned, but I knew from the way they treated each other, like. My dad never hit my mom. He never mistreated her. Like they, they would get into arguments sometimes, but they kept that away from us. That was in their room. Like that's how my parents it, were. Because they, they, it was not about us. Right. You know, it, it was mom and dad fighting about mom and dad stuff. If there, okay, so is there things that you were not taught as a child that you would want to teach? I say a child under the age of eighteen. 
when you were living with your parents? Is there something you wish your parents would have taught you as a kid that they didn't teach you? Um, for instance, mine, my parents' finances were completely separate. Like they did, in fact, I never knew how much my parents made until like within the last five years. Well, yeah, that's a big thing because I I remember anytime I had money, um, especially my grandma, my grandma was bad about it. Uh, They'd be like, don't spend it. I'll like, I'll get whatever it is. Um, just save your money for something big. And I'm like, well, what, what does that mean? What is something big? Like, yeah, no. something big. This is big to me. I my can buy used, my own toys right now. Right. My parents used to say like, like, oh, your money's burning a hole in your pocket. And like, I don't know what else to do with it. Yeah. And I feel like if they would have let me do that and let me waste the money, then, then the next time I wanted something, they'd been like, well, you don't have your money with you. Then I would have learned, oh, I need to hold on to that for something I actually really do want and not something that's just like, you know, candy that I ate on the ride home. Right. Like, I'm very happy my parents taught me how to cook growing up, but, like, I really wish they would have taught me more about finances. But in in retrospect, I don't think my parents knew enough about finances to teach somebody about finances. I think they were just doing what they thought right. Um, You know, I have a very good grip on my finances, so my thing is is I would want to teach my kids, you know, this is how you do all these things. I don't want to wait for my kid to ask me how to do it because then that, that leaves them where they could have asked me to do it or they could have just done what they thought was right and went completely wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or what I would have considered wrong. So like, um, you know, talking to adults too, like I wish, like, I don't know, it was just one of those things like, oh, go, go play when we went to adults' house. It's like, you know, we should include them in the conversation. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm trying to think of what... Do you wish your parents were more open about their finances with you? I, I, I do and I don't because there's a lot of lot of things left over from like especially now from my grandpa that's like it it isn't necessarily kosher like it's not it's not um legal per se or it wasn't legal it is everything's like the way it's supposed to be now right but the the way it was tied together with grandpa to make everything work out the way grandpa wanted it to you know certain stuff was in dad's name some stuff was in mom's name you know it you know it Technically, dad owned the company the whole 35 years because grandpa wanted to also bring in his uh, uh, retirement check from the government. So, you know, there's certain stuff like that. It's like... I mean, I think it's still important to learn about that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to understand that that's wrong and that's like how to spot something like that if it's happening to you. You know, because if I if I would have went on to like own my own business right now, that's something that I need to be able to look out for. Somebody, you know, or like filing your taxes. Yeah. But um, I wish my dad would have taught me more stuff about like working on cars. Like I know how to like change oil, change tires, uh, change brakes like once or twice before. But like him and my brother did a motor swap in one of his in my brother's first uh, like high school car. Yeah. And um. And I, I've always like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I wish a, I'd have been a part of that. That's a big thing I wish my dad would have done. Because he, he did um that red Mustang he's got. Um, when it was still over in their garage, he was rebuilding it, putting it back together. And he'd go out there and tinker with it for two or three hours every night after work. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not that I didn't want to. I just I felt like I was useless because I'd stand there and... Like, not even hold the light. He'd be like, well, I'll need your help in a minute, but 
uh, you know, right. who knows how long a minute is. That might be 30 minutes. Obviously, I'd go to friends' houses that, like, one of my friends growing up um, raced sprint cars. Mm. And, like, he could dismemble or dis, take the whole thing apart. Yeah. Put it back together, no problem. And, like, I didn't understand that. Like, yeah. That just seemed so foreign to me. And same thing, like, um, like Cody, he could knows how to do everything on his vehicles. Granted, he learned a lot of it after, you know, he got his first vehicle and stuff. Like, he learned a lot of that stuff before because his dad would just basically stand there and tell them what to do. That's actually something I've always kind of been jealous of is, like, right. his ability. Like, it, he – we had – um when I wrecked my red truck and we my dad got that brown truck to, like, take apart and take the frame off and, like, fix the red truck we have, um, Cody came over to help me take it apart. And I remember we were both sitting there and he said, I have no idea what any of this does or how any of it comes apart, but we're going to get it apart, damn it. Yeah. And, you know, look at – but not even maybe five years down the road, he's re- completely rebuilt a truck. Yeah. Like almost completely on his own. Huh. I, I mean, like, it's, and, it's cool. And now he can pretty much take apart. But think about it, that's something you and I can't teach our kids. Like, yeah. Because you and I just don't know. No, I just have, I, I know, like I have mechanical capabilities, but not, not nearly, as extent. Not nearly like, to that extent. Like I can like hang up pictures in a house. I've like, Put ceiling fans on yeah, like, I, the ceiling. I, like I can, I've done things. I can put together a bed frame from IKEA in under an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> I've done. Um, I, I see. That's something that my dad knows how to do. Uh, my dad's done a lot like woodworking before. He's not real mm-hmm. big into it anymore, but like I really enjoy it. and I really want to get into it. Um, that's something I'm trying to learn more on my own. Thank God for YouTube, though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that is one thing I did learn from my dad was, um, like. Uh, just the ability to put something together, like with or without instructions, because, um, I, you know, if, as long as I got a picture and I know what it's supposed to look like, I can get pretty close. Because I, every Christmas, uh, we would get stuff, and it was almost like he bought it for him to play with before he gave it to us. Like <laughs> he, I, we'd open the gifts, and they'd like they'd take pictures or whatever, and then all the gifts would be open. Like Grandma and Grandpa'd go back to their house. And we'd want to play with everything, so we'd start opening boxes, and my dad would sit there and basically tell us to get out of the way while he put our toys together. Yeah. And so I got, I remember as a little kid, I just, I wanted to be able to do that. So I just slowly, like, you know, through Legos and small toys that I would get and open before he had the chance to come home and put together, (laughs) um, I would learn, I taught myself to, you know, read the instructions and put it together the way it's supposed to be put. Because I, I remember it, I was always worried that I wouldn't do it right because I just never felt like you had the opportunity to do it wrong. Yeah. Right. Well, well that, that was the thing. That's the thing that I uh, does bother me that I feel like they didn't teach me was like they wanted it all done right the first time so bad that they wouldn't give me the ability to do it wrong at all. So My- I, I couldn't learn what it was like to fail. Now, now failure to me is like this big dark pit that I'm going to fall into if it happens for even two seconds because it's the end of the world. Well, this is the way I see it. The way I see it is, is most parents want to give their kids an environment where they can't fail. And I feel like that's not necessarily the best thing for a kid. I would think you'd want to give a kid an environment where it's safe to fail. Yes. Countless amounts of times. Yes. Because that's where you learn. Yes, and I agree with that because I've learned more as an adult through all of my failures and mishaps than I have ever learned like just reading a book or watching a video or listening to somebody well, talk. Well, like your parents wanted to give you the best life possible so they don't they don't want you to fail and and feel the negative 
things that yeah, are failure. I, I think that's that's where there was like this this gap in like growing up is like they they wanted so badly to give me the best that they didn't realize that that was right. having a negative effect on my ability to um, I don't know uh, just do things for myself. Right. Well, did you ever hear the story of? of I'm gonna butcher this because I really don't know it that well. But like Buddha, yeah, how like Buddha was born in like yeah, a family yeah. where they he he got was, everything he ever wanted. Yeah, he was born in the in this big kingdom, and his father was a, a king or a priest or whatever it was that was the so, highest honor. Right, right. And he had everything he ever wanted, and his father. And yet he always felt empty. Basically, made this like box for him to live in where nothing was ever bad. There were no sick people. There was no right. like poverty. And then one day he sneaks out. And he goes amongst the regular people and he sees all the horrible, horrible Famine, things that can yeah. happen. And he was so fed up with himself and the like the fact that the world is like this that he just walked off one day, disappeared, and uh, came to some tree and He's, sat there for yeah. like... Uh, it was, was like, like nine days 40, or... 40, maybe, no, it was, man, like it was for a long time, yeah. It was... Yeah. It was a substantial amount of time that you nor I would sit there yeah. for, yes. Yeah. And um, that's when he found enlightenment. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's this. I mean, on a much smaller scale, though, I think it's the same thing with kids. It's like you gotta let them do. You gotta let them fail. Yeah, like, like, because I mean, my my dad did the same thing, and like, maybe that's why I'm so. I'm not resentful of my dad. I, I would say I'm more like, you know, uh, my dad will tell me to, you know, do it this way, and I go, you know, what? I'm gonna do it the way I want to do it. Yeah, because you know, I, if I'm wrong, then that's a learning opportunity for me. Granted, I try and if he can teach me why what he's saying is better than what I believe will work better, then perfect. But if he just tells me to do it, I'm going to do what I think is better. Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then you have to go back and either say, look, Dad, like I told you this would work, or you know what? You were right. wish I would have listened to you. Right. <clears throat> I think it's all about how you go about doing it. Because, uh, I mean, the way he, I think my dad goes about it is fine and dandy. I just think that it's not – it doesn't work for me, for me, you know, you got to explain it to me, teach me because it's essentially what you're doing when you have kids is you're, you're teaching these people to be adults. Mm -hmm. So, or what you, or what they deem is to be adults. So, yeah. and hell, that's why we're here, Why Somehow we're adults. <laughs> yeah, somehow. So, all right, buddy. Well, it's been great. Yeah. You enjoyed it. I like this. It was a good one. It was a good one. I liked it. All right, buddy. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.